0: You aren't being a proper woman, therefore, you must
1: be a witch. witch, witch,
0: witch. You must be a witch. Witches, coven mates, sisters, friends, weird allies out in the circle we make in the dark between our ears. Thank you so much for being here for this uh, Witches Found episode of the Missing Witches podcast. I'm excited today. It's a fun one. We get to talk about the magic of the things we put into us, the way we make food, the way we feed each other, the way those things can be magic and keys, and also about letting things go and how relationships change and projects change. You've heard us talk before with great love and enthusiasm about Sammy from Foxglove Farm. We've we've waxed endlessly um, about finding a friend who was excited about our project and having this whole idea of podcast sponsorship be something so much better, um, feel like real allies across the distance. And so we finally get to sit down with Sammy from Foxglove Farm. Um, this is not a sponsored episode. We really just love her work and we thought, who better in this season when we're thinking about potions and cooking up magic um, and kind of as a companion piece to the Hildegard of Bingen an episode that'll come out earlier this week, um, who better to talk to us about that? So welcome, Sammy of Foxglove Farm. I, I would love it if you would do like an intro, like, who are you these days? What are you
1: thinking about? How the fuck are you? Oh, man. Oh, is that anything that anyone can even honestly answer right now? Oh, so uh I'm Sammy, as you've already mentioned. I run Foxglove Farm, which is just this passion project that I have been working on for I don't know, maybe six or seven years now, maybe five. What is time? If anything, <laughs> time is an illusion, right? Yeah. Um, I'm based out of the beautiful woods outside of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, live in a little treehouse on a lake with my wonderful wild children and, you know, six to 30 raccoons on any given day. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there six to 30 raccoons? <laughs> I also run a wildlife rescue (laughs) called Out of the Woods um, because I don't know how to say no. And I just keep picking up more projects. So full-time job, foxglove farm, kids, wildlife rescue, treehouse in the woods. (laughs) And so how do you are you
0: good at taking care of yourself? Are are there, is like, did you learn how to make things like your anxiety, which I really enjoy, um, or some of these healing things that you sell as like part of your own self-care or are you, are you someone who like cares for others sort of endlessly emptying, emptying endlessly?
1: Well, my therapist told me that I can't pour from an empty cup. So Mm -hmm. I try to keep that advice dear. She's been giving me a lot of gems lately and honestly is supporting this whole ship right now during this apocalypse. But, um, you know, I did start making things for myself and for friends. Um, my neighbor's kid had a weird ear infection. So I whipped something up and was like, here, try this. And, you know, when my anxiety was flaring up one time, I thought, I bet I have something on hand for this. And, checked a few books and made a tea and then was like, oh yeah, like this is anxiety. Like this is what I'll share. And so everything that I create is either for me or for someone I love. And then I just share it with everyone because we're all kind of going through this same universal struggle, right? So we all have a need for these things.
0: Yeah, no, I, I feel you exactly the universal struggle part especially you know and and like finding i mean i'm really inspired by your ability to like look around and learn from the materials that are around you to find ways that can like heal you a bit and maybe heal the people around you did was that always like something you knew how to do were you like a good cook or did you how did you learn that
1: so i'm definitely not a good cook um <laughs> I can cook. I do cook. I don't know that anyone actually enjoys it, but I try. Um, Yeah, I've always just been very interested in how... Like the things around us can heal us. Like basically how all of the answers are out there in nature, just waiting to be found. And so, you know, I've always kind of been drawn to like herbal remedies and plant medicine and and the woo. I mean, if we're being honest, like I love that kind of stuff. And so um, just reading books and following other like magical witches and seeing You know, just I just really love learning about all of the properties of a plant and how different parts can help in different ways, and then experimenting with how those like how to make the flavors work well together. Like, how do you help someone fall asleep and make it taste good? Because there are some sleepy herbs that taste like crap. So yeah, it's just it's a fun experiment to to play, and then find things that work. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, like this works how cool is that?
0: Yeah. Do you feel like it can be like a a dangerous experiment? Do you have cautionary tales about playing with herbs?
1: Not specifically why the most random thing came to mind and it is not even directly related. And, but I'm going to share it. So one time I was making moonshine. I don't drink anymore, but one time I was making moonshine and I thought, I wonder if it smells good with this rosemary that I had added to it. I don't know what I was thinking. I was still drinking then, but I took a little whiff of it and then burnt off every nose hair I had. So (laughs) that was a lesson learned, but uh, I've definitely put too much like anise in something and then had to pour it all down the drain because that flavor is horrible to me. Some people seem to like it.
0: Yeah. Can we talk about um, not drinking? Like I think that Um, For myself, and I know for a lot of people, this pandemic time alone has been like really hard on the leaning in to um, booze. (laughs) You know, I like to have a relationship with alcohol that is like balanced and joyful and around a fire. And, you know, those moments of like a, you know, a a perfect glass of wine or like a a magical cocktail on a summer solstice or something, but maintaining that relationship with alcohol is hard. That's like a, that's a spirited spirit, you know?
1: Yes. Um, So I actually quit drinking a little, maybe three and a half years ago. I just found that the decisions I made were not uh, in my highest and best, right? Mm -hmm. Like I might, have a good time, but I would also do things that were kind of just detrimental to who I wanted to be. And so one day I just made the decision, like, I'm, I'm just not going to do this anymore. And then thankfully, thankfully, somebody said, we'll see how long that lasts. And I'm so competitive that I will never drink again because I can't allow them to be right. Right. So, (laughs) so, um, during the pandemic though, there have absolutely been so many times that I would think like, you know, being like bummed out would make me want to drink or finally getting to see somebody that I hadn't seen in so long. And be like, Oh man, I would love to just have a glass of wine and sit on the porch. But I've really learned just to find other ways for me to get through it. Like there's, there's other ways that are better for me to cope with the, you know, oppressing reality that is our world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just didn't make good choices when I drank and I, have I love when my friends have had a few cocktails and are feeling silly and are dancing around, and I can do that too with zero judgment because they're not going to remember it. Um, so it's really <laughs> a win win for me. I still get to be a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: what are some of the other things you've found? Like, what are some of the other outlets or ways that? Like when you're sad, for example, or or when you want to have that moment with a friend, what do you turn to now? What what's your potion of choice these days?
1: I honestly just try really hard to be in the moment. Like there's some there's some herbal assistance, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but um honestly, I just try to focus on where I am. And when I'm feeling really depressed, I try to like analyze like what is it that's causing this and what can I do and sometimes it's well what you can do is get in the bathtub turn off the lights and just be silent and Mm -hmm. sometimes the answer is like get in the car and just drive around for an hour and listen to terrible pop punk from the early 2000s and just like scream Mm -hmm. um I really just try to like It sounds so cheesy, but I really just try to let my spirit tell me what it needs. Like, what are we feeling? Do I need to dance? Do I need to dance this out right now? Um, I think it's our mutual friend, Angela, who is all about like, I'm just going to dance it away. And I just love that. And it helps like movement and getting out of your head. And then, you know, when you're with friends, being with friends and putting the things that might be weighing you know, weighing you down, either putting them in a little box for later or talking about it with your friend and working through it because God conversation like that is like, I mean, it's therapy. It's therapeutic. Yeah. That's so
0: interesting. I I've been thinking about how, like, you know, we inherit, addiction or like we at least inherit like addiction patterns and like, what that is for sure reality in my family. So trying to have a relationship with booze, which I have like enjoyed (laughs) for a long time, but in a way that it isn't, um, a way of pushing away feelings or pushing away experiences, um, or just like turning on a performative self, you know, like I, and I mean, I love her. She's great. I love my my introverted self. Really loves the performative self. You know, she's great. Um, do you think there's a difference between like a natural remedy and a potion? Do you think about potions? Do you do you make potions?
1: Totally, I make potions. <laughs> so to me, it's really like uh, it's your intention and it's your perspective that shapes literally everything like literally your entire reality. and I saw this meme the other day that I thought I is just so relevant. Um, I'm gonna mess it up but the gist of it was no, I don't come from a long line of depressed people. I am part of a warrior family battling unseen demons and just the it was just so fun. Oh man, I really messed it up. But just shifting that perspective from like, no, it's not depression. It's like a villain and we have to like be warriors. And then there's, you know, the comparison of like coffee to a magical healing elixir, like, yo, it totally is some mornings. Like, yeah. and it's no, how do you want to look at things? And I personally love having like a very magical life and I want to feel, you know, glittery and magical and do things with intention and so for me like yeah my keeping on the anxiety theme like that is totally a potion and Mm -hmm. when those invisible demons have got me you know that's where I can count on this soothing elixir to help you know fight them off Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like a little spell but I just think it's all you know it's just like what do you want from it like what is and how how will it benefit you the most? Your intention and your perception kind of shape it. Mm-hmm. I'm a real rambler today. I'm so Oh,
0: sorry. you're perfect. Oh my God. You know, our theme is please expand. That's our theme in life. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to take up all the space and all the corners and ramble in all the directions. That's what this podcast is for. I was thinking while you're talking, I went through a period where um, I really wanted more um, sweetness in myself. And I wanted it to come out more in my partner too. Like I, you know, we were tired and stressed and we have a new baby and things are like fucking hard. And, and so I put, um, chocolate in the bottom of our coffees every morning, not a lot, you know, like not enough that you'd really taste it, you know, but it was just this idea that like, I don't really have control over so many parts of this, but I want to like, put intention from the very start of the morning in the act of making this thing for each other, that there's this like little secret sweetness in it, you know, and I did think of it as a spell. I think of, I think of so much of what I do with food and drink as spells for sure.
1: I love that. And I think that's a perfect example. I will sometimes, uh, when I'm stirring my coffee, I stir it in the direction of a clock And then I just think about all of the good things I want to happen that day. And so I just picture it being like, as my day progresses, here's all of the good stuff that will come to me. And that's just like exactly what you're doing, just kind of infusing a little intention in it. And now it's a spell and now everything has a better outlook.
0: Yeah, it's true. Can you think of your most effective spell or potion? Does it come to mind? I know sometimes our our conscious mind doesn't like to keep those things. Really it likes to forget about them and move on. But
1: yeah, I really can't think of any one thing offhand. Um,
0: it's okay. I. It's a funny thing about um, spells, especially successful ones. Are are like control um, work brain. It doesn't really want to remember how powerful those things are. I think.
1: <laughs> and you know, uh, taking it way back, but. In 2011, I was flat broke, newly married, now divorced, but (laughs) that's neither here nor there. Um, I had like a 650 credit score and was making $10 an hour, but I found a house that I was in love with and I was like, I will have this house, like I will make this happen. And my sweet new husband, who is very much a tourist and very grounded in reality, was like, okay, Sammy like sure and he just stayed very quietly by while I oh man I broke in that house in the middle of the night and put a picture of our family on that mantle and I decided like this will be my home and Uh I live there now like I've lived there since September of 2011 we managed to (laughs) magic our way into it and just so I guess I would say that was pretty effective. Um, yeah, it's pretty effective.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love, I highly recommend and love the the make your way into a space at night and put a picture self in it. <laughs> it. sounds like a powerful sound.
1: <laughs> Uh, they the house had been abandoned for some time and it was not difficult to get into the house so I didn't I didn't do any real crimes but it wasn't mine (laughs) and but I just knew it would be and I just Mm. had to manifest that and so I did you know I did the work I, I did all of the paperwork and the real things that had to be done but I also did it all with like intention and just from that moment decided like, well, this is mine. Now, what do I need to do to make that true? Um, And putting a photo of us up in the middle of the night seemed to be one of the things. Yeah. I mean, I, I relate
0: to that. Um, Like crazy. Like my whole life is backwards. Like I, like I bought a house that was like an hour and a half away from where I lived and I couldn't drive, you know, (laughs) and I couldn't do any of the like work required really. I mean, I didn't know how to maintain a crazy crumbling old sixties house in the woods, you know, and I didn't have a partner that knew how to do those things. And like now I live here and, Drive a car, own a car, and have a partner who has always dreamed of this house, you know, like it was, it was always backwards.
1: I just think that's so fascinating. So you said, This is what I want. And so you got that. And then you're like, Now let me work backwards <laughs> and get everything else I need. To let backwards. me figure this
0: out. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. I don't know. i sure. And, and it is. Yeah. and You know, I wasn't always sure, like listeners, trust me. Neither of us, I'm sure, were always sure. There was,
1: Definitely a lot of tears.
0: Yeah, a lot of tears. I think the tears were probably part of the spell at some point. And I mean, I had to like shed the relationship I was in. It sounds like that was maybe part of it for you too. Like I To get to the life that I saw in that house, there was like some broken, not that you shed it, but I did. Uh, but I had like some broken hearts along the way and, you know, um, and all of that that has been like part of the working of whatever this this life is which I think brings me to I want to talk about I want to make like a casual transition to talking about like death and transformation and letting go of things
1: jump right in was it casual <laughs> no but that's where it I want to so go casual. <laughs> I mean I just I think speaking that, of transitions yes
0: yeah, speaking of transitions everything dies it's fall <laughs> I think it's worked into potion making too somehow, but I don't really know. Will you think out loud about that?
1: The end of anything is a death. And sometimes that could be the end of suffering or the end of, I mean, it could be the end of a good thing. It can be like that ominous, scary interpretation of like the death card. But I mean, like in tarot, the death card is really just... Ultimately, it's a precursor to rebirth. So it's all a cycle and it's all a circle and it all comes back around. You know, it's the death of an ailment and the birth of a better thing.
0: I mean, I guess everything we consume has given up its life in some way. You know, I mean, every plant, if even if you're a vegan, like everything is giving up life so that our life continues. So there's always like this gift exchange in a way between the world and us um, that I think goes into how I try to think about making magic as a collaborator with the world. Do you know what I mean? I feel like you're a collaborator with the world. You have you have like 35 raccoons.
1: <laughs> I, I do try to work with the world rather than against it. Mm. <laughs> it's really big. And I'm not going to win without its help.
0: I've been thinking a lot about um, also about like just feeding my kid, you know, like to to have the experience of food be positive while, you know, still um, giving her power and control over her choices. But she's like three and she would just choose like Cheerios only, you know.
1: (laughs) Yes. Gosh, three is so magic. I love Mm. three. Mine are older and have very strong opinions now, but at three, they're just so, like, they still see fairies and talk to them, and it's amazing, and Mm -hmm. I just, but yeah, feeding time is tough at three. Yeah. And I know when our girls were very little, we followed the same rules that, like, our parents had for us, which was, you know, the happy plate, like, you have to clear your plate, and... It was so stressful. And one day we just kind of were like, why don't, why do we do this? Why are we making everybody miserable at the one time a day that we have together to be chill? And so we were like, okay, well, you know, now you have to try everything because it's important to be willing and flexible to like try those lima beans or that ramen or whatever you know new flavor there is like you don't have to finish it but you have to try it and it's so much less stressful now and then letting them help us plan menus which doesn't really work as well at 3 but now um like every friday we my kids go to their dad for a week and then me for a week and on fridays when they come back to my house we order groceries and we meal plan for the week and that way everyone knows what to expect mm. <laughs> and we and we kind of I'll agree that way too. So when Tuesday comes and suddenly Sophia doesn't like tacos anymore, no, you picked this on Friday. So this is what we're having tonight. And then it's not my fault. It's the menu board's fault. I love that. (laughs) I'm going to
0: try to do that. She, she definitely is a, is a human of strong opinions for sure. It's hard to get her to like Answer a question directly about like what she wants to eat, but she'll circle back to it. You know, right now she mostly just wants to talk about dragons, which I relate to. Oh yeah, (laughs) I prefer to just talk about
1: dragons. Can we get her on this call? (laughs) Oh man, special guest.
0: A lot of opinions about dragons right now. Um. Yeah, I had a had a friend staying with me recently, and. She shared that, you know, um, food issues, control over food had been a huge part of her life until having a kid. And like her sort of mental health balance involved really strict control over what she ate in a way that was really i um, not something she considered healthy and that she didn't want to pass on to her kid. This fear of like what we pass on, like it has so much to do with how I think about craft, you know, like what am I making for her? What is the world I'm making for her? And then around food, like I just, I, I felt so much pain from this friend in this moment about, you know, wanting to change a dynamic sort of, sort of like, I guess what I was talking about with, Alcoholism, but wanting to change an inherited dynamic around what we put in us. You know, I don't really have a question there either. I just know that you have like older kids, and it seems like you've sort of figured out some ways of having a relationship with food and drink that seem healthy and full of love.
1: Thank you. I'm trying. And I mean, it's definitely a struggle. And I just try, I actually. I've been watching these like YouTube parenting videos because let me tell you, teenagers are really hard and different. And I need all of the help I can get with them. Um, But he said, I wish I could remember this guy's name. He's referred to as the guru a lot, but he said, things are only a struggle when you say they're a struggle. And I feel like that's really like important and just to to consider things lightly and not hold on to things so tightly and you know when they push back do you need to resist them pushing back i know i i fight the urge to quickly respond harshly mm-hmm. <laughs> like, i have to really like like swallow and think before i speak because sometimes hurtful things will come out if I'm not careful and I have to monitor that. And And it was this like need to control things. And like, do you mm-hmm. really need to control it? Or is this an opportunity for your child to grow into who they are a little more? Like mm-hmm. just taking a moment to pause and think like, does this matter? Will this matter in 15 minutes or in 15 days or years? Like probably not. And to just kind of hold things a little lighter and not let it, mean so much when they say no or when they make up some silly lie for no good reason you know just okay but does it really matter just go with it and just support them break those generational curses not be our mothers or our grandmothers until we need to like they've they have some good things it's not all bad but breaking those bad things and rewiring our children to be you know a little more gentle and a little more sure of themselves.
0: Yeah, that's all I want really for her and for all of them is like to know they're loved and to be exactly who they are.
1: Yes. And to know that no matter who they choose to be or love or do or any of that, that like the love that we have for them will always be there. And Mm -hmm. like, it truly is unconditional and, Why am I getting emotional right now? I just, gosh, I just love kids so much. I just love them. They're just great. They're so special. Special and rad.
0: I know. <laughs> I, I I had like a rough night with May like two nights ago. She was just like screaming at me to like snuggle her correctly. You know, she had a nightmare and she just wanted me to like hold her all night long in this particular position and my back was just giving out. I just felt like a crumbling old mom, you know, which I kind of am. And it was so hard and so painful. And finally my partner had to like come in and help and like read stories in the middle of the night and like derail her like crazy energy, her powerful energy. Um, And I was up at like four o'clock in the morning, like Googling how to parent a three-year-old, you know, because I just felt like totally broken. (laughs) The insight I had from that night was like, just let things go during the day and every time she gets on my nerves or she has a meltdown over something that i just don't follow cuz she's 3 and like i don't understand why you're having a meltdown about wanting to bring that particular lamp downstairs or whatever just t- <laughs> just tell her i love her like a thousand times a day and hug her like a thousand times a day and then worry about everything else And I don't know if it's just the last two days have been easier, but I feel like that has just been a huge relief, you know, like where I'm like in the middle of an interaction and things are getting a little crazy and I'm like, have I told you I loved you as part of this particular interaction? (laughs) Have I hugged you as part of this interaction? That's like the main thing I can offer. And then like, do you need a fruit? Like what kind of snack?
1: Food is so often the answer, isn't it? Oh
0: my gosh, it always feels like it, yeah. Some new snack is always like total magic to her. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Um, Can you tell us about Foxglove Farm Where? where are things at for you? Where, how can people support you? What are you doing? People, we know a lot of witches that were really excited about the monthly subscription box. There's so many, so many handcrafted things in there. Um, and so many treasures, where are you at with it? You know, you have a lot of projects.
1: Yeah. So, um, I took off my sweater for this. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay. right. um, Boxglove is in a bit of a transition period right now while I am just balancing all of the other wants and needs in my life. So it started, you know, it was just a passion project. And then when I started doing the monthly subscription boxes, um, I mean, that was like, that has been my favorite thing because I learn right alongside everyone else. You know, we pick a theme for the year and then each month really explores it deeper and I'm able to craft new teas and potions and smell goody things and I find all of these great people to partner with who are making like amazing art and I just love this aspect of community and meeting these wonderful people and oh my gosh like I will get emails sometimes that are like I just want you to know that getting this box is a highlight of my month or I love Mm -hmm. the letters that you include and it just makes me so incredibly happy to know that I'm having this like impact on other people. Um, But then this year I picked up the wildlife rescue and that started, long story short, I was furloughed from my day job, had some free time and decided, well, I can open a rescue. And so did that. And then right as it was getting opened, I got a new full-time job. So everything kind of happened at once. And I did a bit of a tailspin and I could feel myself, you know, getting very overwhelmed and being completely incapable of asking for help and not setting boundaries. And I was really just not in a great place. And so um, thank goodness for quality friends who will sit you down and say like, Hey, I noticed that you're always very stressed or I've heard you say some things that make me worry. Like, how can I help you through this? And so my friends helped me decide, you know, let's close the retail portion of Fox Club for now. So I took all of the like anything that you could buy individually. Like it's now marked sold out. You know, like, let's close this. Let's just work on the box. And um, I was able to hire one of my friends, Lindsay Mashburn. Shout out. She just got married. Um, congratulations she's also <laughs> the one who, right? uh, she's done amazing art prints and she's actually doing the stickers that are in each box this month that go along No, this year, not this month that go along with each astrology sign. Like she is just awesome. And she is so helpful. And, uh, I hired her one night a week to come help me with boxes and to get that together. And, um, this has all been a lesson in like learning boundaries and accepting help, but, all of that to say, even with Foxglove down to just being the subscription and only really being this like one project per month, it's still a lot. And, um, I, I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure if we're going to continue it into 2022 right now, or if I'm going to take a break, or maybe if we want to do bi-monthly or even quarterly. And like, my heart wants to do this still, like my heart like it, it's never like I don't make money off of them. I make enough to pay for it. And mm-hmm. it, you know, it like fuels my own addiction to magic. But beyond that, it's not, nor has it ever been, about money. But I just, I don't ever want it to be something that, you know, I talk about intention so much and I don't want to be frustrated putting boxes together no. and then infusing that and sending no. it out into the world. Like, hi, everyone, you paid 50 bucks for this box of magic and I am angry about it. Right. <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah. really, um, I'm really just kind of weighing things right now and figuring out, you know, what is the best course or if there's someone that, you know, I could kind of pass the wand to and maybe let it be somebody else's baby for a while. I, some, I'm sure there's someone in the coven who would do a, probably a better job than me. So, it's really just this transition period, and I'm trying to again just hold things lightly and not panic too much about what tomorrow will bring, and just keep planning the next month box until I either make a change or don't yeah what what would it, that tell, tell me, me what to do? With that. I'm not going to tell you what to do with I have no idea
0: what to do with anything. But what, um, or I mean, also, I love having opinions. So I'll probably tell you in two seconds after saying no. So I love having strong opinions about things. (laughs) Um, What would it look like to to pass it on to somebody? What do you imagine that being like?
1: It would be like, it would be like giving up a child for adoption, truly. I'm just so... I'm so invested in it and that's been part of my reluctance, you know, like what what if they don't do it right? You know, yeah. what if they are inconsistent or but all of the what ifs, I mean, if you focus on what ifs all day, like you'll never get anything done or go anywhere and you might just dig a hole and crawl in it. But mm-hmm. um I'm I just I know that if it were something that I would pass on, like the right person would they would just manifest like I would find the right person and I would know. And if it didn't feel right, then I wouldn't do it Um, because there are some people who have been I mean, some of the people who would subscribe the very first month are still subscribers. Like we've grown together for three years. You know, I I can't betray them and just hand them off to some second rate lady. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know exactly what it would look like. Um, I would hope to like still be a partner in at least some some way for a time, you know, mm-hmm. to help ease the transition, make it gentle and smooth, versus just like well, it's Sammy now; it's this new guy. Yeah, I think that makes sense.
0: Like having a partnership you know, maybe even a mentorship, somebody you could teach some things to who really has a vision for building that business. I mean, you could bring somebody on as a as a partner or something. I love, I love, yeah. I, I hold out hope for um, a coven magic future for those boxes that helps them, that helps them continue to find homes because they really are special. Um, Here's a question you. for you. What... I, so often at the end of these episodes, I like to ask people, like, if you have a recipe or a spell or, or something that you are doing for yourself right now or that you would offer to other listeners in the coven for, you know, this time of the, the final harvest, the dark days. But I'm going to ask you a little bit differently, like, that same question, but also what would you tell Yourself, like, what would you offer yourself in this moment if you were, you know, Crone Witch looking back at Sammy, like, right now with all of these projects, like, and then you, but, but in the spirit of like offering that to all of us, no pressure, big question.
1: Yeah, big pre- big pressure. No question. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think what I need to hear, and what I imagine most of us need to hear, is that just existing is enough. You don't have to be productive. You don't have to get every item on your to-do list marked off. And if you want to get all of those things done, you have to take care of yourself. So take time and slow down. And if that means waking up early and having like 30 minutes by yourself, or if it means sleeping later because you feel better sleeping later you know do that like do what you need to do for yourself and don't put it off like don't focus on making everyone else's magic and forget to make your own because like you matter a whole bunch Mm -hmm. take a nap take a fucking nap (laughs) take a blessed nap (laughs) as your witch doctor i advise you take a nap
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what we all need to hear right now. I I feel that I feel that heavy and hard in my bones. Just just maybe don't be productive for a little while. Just just drink some tea and lie down for five minutes.
1: Yeah, and if you find your zen by watching a dumb TV show, like that's fine. And if you feel most cities being in a dark room, like that's fine. Like find the nothing that speaks to you. Like do the nothing that helps your heart feel the best and makes your soul feel full. You know, mm-hmm. for me, like if I can just, if I can just get in my kayak and be in any body of water, mm-hmm. I am instantly cured of any ailment. And so, you know, for, for other people, it's just watching the office or doing some yoga and just screaming into the void. I mean like, hell, that feels really fucking good sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Do what your soul needs and don't worry about getting everything done. Yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend the, the listening to really loud
0: um, trippy music in the bath. That's my new favorite. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Just me in the waves of the like screaming. That's the
1: best. I love a bath.
0: Thank you for being here and for being so vulnerable and willing to sort of go with me on these things that I'm just sort of thinking out loud about with you. I, I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I feel honored. I When you guys reached out, I literally texted every one of my friends and I was like, you aren't even going to believe this. Um they all believed it. They were all like, well, yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me, but um, no, it's been so nice. And I just, I love you guys so much. And I'm so glad that I've been able to, you know, follow you on this journey this far. And I just, I love everything you do. And I'm so glad to get to be a small part of it.
0: Today. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, you're a beautiful light and support of so many with your boxes and your projects and your wildlife rescue. So take your advice and take care of yourself. And We'll see you in the coven circle. And I'm sure many people listening want to know where they can find you so they know what happens next. Do you want to share that?
1: Um, you can find me in the form of a murder of crows on the telephone lines. Um, you can also find me at <laughs> at Foxcliff Farm with a PH on Instagram and Out of the Woods Wildlife on Instagram. Also Facebook, TikTok, and all the other places, but I spend the most time there.
0: And if uh, a member of the coven wanted to, to reach out with, with a desire to, to, I don't know, uplift you or support you or, or collaborate with you, should they message you through Instagram or your website or
1: it all makes its way to me eventually? Instagram I'm usually pretty quick about. There's also foxglovefarm at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I'm kind of all over. Yeah. Oh, can I just say really quickly because I didn't I mentioned Lindsay earlier and I didn't mention my amazing friend Liz, who has been running the Foxglove Farm Instagram account for the past several months. And She has done an amazing job and posts the best memes. And every time I see one that I didn't know she was going to be posting, I always get tickled because it's just so perfect. Um, she really nailed like the essence and spirit of the brand and, um, She's just amazing. And I feel like an asshole for not mentioning her until just right now. (laughs) I mean,
0: I'm glad that you called her in. The Fox Glow Farm Instagram is a constant source of delight. So shout out to Liz. (laughs) She's
1: amazing. Um, She is an amazing human in so many ways, but like definitely a fantastic meme collector.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think that. The people that we surround ourselves with are the most magic. Sounds like you're you're deep in that magic.
1: I am so lucky to have like just these magical women surrounding me.
0: Well, listeners, including you.
1: Yeah, you have us
0: surrounding you. Hear us in your ears. Come find us on the Patreon where we gather with a circle monthly now. Um, Hang out with us on Instagram. Hang out with us in the podcast here where you are listening to us now and know that you are part of a powerful circle of women and queer people and people of marginalized genders and men too and badass humans and animals and fungi too, probably. I don't know who else is listening but we love you all and we're all here for each other at this strange fucking moment in the world. Be safe and blessed fucking be.
1: You must be a witch.